It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to the week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast, and we are back again, talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about all things to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Shaw Bean. Sean, how's it going? Connor. Yes? You ask me this every week. Yes, I do. And I'll be honest, I've not thought of a suitable answer. <laughs> You'd think you'd be starting with drafts. Just like, well, also, you could just react normally, and I say, how are you? And you say, grand, then we move on with our lives. See, but then you're you've turned this into a, a bit. You've, you've, set, you've set this up the standards too high, because you had so many good bits. That's true. All of my bits mm. were increasingly yeah. good, up until I stopped doing them for whatever reason. Yeah, but and you now, leave them on the high. You're like the British office. You have to leave them on a high. Leave them wanting more, that's true. <laughs> exactly. But also, I think, I think, I genuinely think, like, my banter skills have gone down since uh, the lockdown happened. And they were already pretty low. And they were shit, man. Yeah, I couldn't talk to you for more than a minute when I wanted to rip my own hair out. There's video evidence. Not, well, not video evidence, but audio evidence, I suppose. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's a natural thing that everyone's kind of stuck inside. So, and you also talk to less people. Especially at the start, I found that. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When it all um, kicked off. Oh, when it all kicked off. Um, now there's more important things going on, weirdly. Yeah. Also... Did, did anyone see the tweet of uh, J.K. Rowling? She was doing oh my J.K. Gosh. Rowling things over the weekend, but not in regards to that. This is not an anyway to do with movie news. Let's just bear with me, listeners. <laughs> but um, she she did the tweet or whatever, and obviously, not great, J.K., maybe leave it. Bad Every time. time she says something, it gets worse. But um, someone said that we all took a moment to come up from the global pandemic and all the riots and all the protesting against Black Lives Matter for Black Lives Matter just to dunk on J.K. Rowling. We all came together as a collective, just like, look, at this time, J.K., shut the fuck up. Just, like, not even a pick your moments. Just shut the fuck up. 
Read the room. <laughs> read the read fucking the, room. Read the fucking world. <laughs> Do you know how bad you have to say something for everyone to stop what they're already doing to go, ah, no. You can't do that as well. Just That's also bad. Yeah, just stop being a dose and just... <laughs> so, um, we are here at Movie Monday, Sean. There's, last week we had the amazing news um, that there's, there was big news coming out. We've had Zack Snyder news. We've ha- had Henry Cavill news. There's been lots of big reveals in the DC universe. And I have one certain DC story this week to, that is, I think, even bigger than them. But what? we're not going to start off with that. We're going to. St- you probably haven't heard of it. It's got under the radar, and I've had to do some research, but I've come across it. But we are starting this week's movie Mondays with the news of the third Alien prequel. Jesus um, so Ridley Scott, are you serious? <laughs> really, that's no. news. That's somehow new. So Ridley Scott, if everyone does know, he was involved in a little movie called Alien and Aliens. Yes, um, and we can all agree they're very good. Very good. Now. In around 2012, he decided what we all needed was a prequel. Prequels to horror movies, as everybody knows, are the best way to go. So we got Prometheus, and it was a movie that happened. It was. I think it's fine. (laughs) It's fine. And then a few years back, we had Alien Covenant, um, which was better or worse, Sean? I didn't see it. And in many ways... (laughs) And also, the way I saw Prometheus was I came home from school sick. And my dad put it oh. on, and I just I watched it while half asleep on a couch, <laughs> as it was meant to be watched. <laughs> um, I I watched Alien Covenant, and I will say everyone in it is an idiot, and that every single time, all these people yeah. just keep going to alien planets and just like we don't need masks, it's fine. There's, yeah, there's the dude in Prometheus who just like oh I think the air might be breathable, and then immediately takes off his helmet. And then immediately gets infected. Or the guy yeah, who goes... Or the guy, the cave uh, specialist who gets lost in the caves. <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> but like, all, all that aside, they, that franchise is, was owned by Fox. I was going to say is, but it was owned by Fox. Which has now been, of course, bought by Disney. Um, and so with that came a lot of talk, a lot of mystery around... Were they actually going to do the third Alien movie? So Ridley Scott has come out and he said that the third Alien prequel would have answered the mystery of the original Xenomorph eggs. That's right. Ridley's come out and said that third one was going to be amazing, lads. Oh, that's, and this uh, would have been the one. This would have been the one. Now, there is news that they are moving ahead with it. There, just, there hasn't been much news. The, originally, Disney said they were going to do the third one. But since then, kind of news has dried up in that regard, so we can assume that they are doing it, but Ridley Scott is kind of, I don't know, maybe he's moving on to other projects. He's um, moving on to other projects. hey I mean, the bits are back. I, <laughs> put them back up, put them away again. <laughs> but, uh, please. <laughs> but, um, no, I, Ridley Scott has said like he wants to do the third one, but they haven't really announced anything in regards to production. But now he's come out and he's saying this third one that they are have announced that they are doing is going to answer the the mystery around the original Xenomorph eggs. Everything to do with that. What's going on with that guy from X-Men? Who's that guy? I what's don't know. The, but what's the benefit of telling that story? Because does it mm. matter? Well, you've already done two of them. This one was going to be set between Alien Covenant and the first Alien. 
Yeah, so, okay, so it bridges that gap that was unexplored yeah. for so many years. <laughs> but that, Which I can only assume is, like, what, 10 years now? 10, 20, uh, like, they answered the question of, the, like, the big alien in the chair that they found. But it don't, mm. like, it, it's all just sly nods and winks to better films. It is, yes. So, like, Fastbender is the best part of those movies. Fastbender's the best part of most movies he's in. That's true. That is true. Um, I shouldn't have said those movies. Don't limit Michael. (laughs) Don't don't you live in Michael. Um, But Fastbender is really good in those movies, and he plays um, the android David. Like, he... That that character is really good, and he's probably the most interesting part of those movies. But everything surrounding him is just not as good as the originals. Which what is the point of a prequel if you're not going to improve what you've already done? It's name recognition re- is the answer. Mm. But I get yeah. what you're saying is that it should add to the world in some fucking way, mm. and not just oh, this is where this came from. Isn't that neat? Now in. In Covenant, it confirmed that David developed the Xenomorphs, so he was the creator of the alien, technically. Okay, but <laughs> but how does how, like? I don't think there's any mystery. Like, okay, there's mysteries, but I don't think the mysteries change what we've already seen in all of the mm. pre-existing films. Mm. Now you say that, but I yeah. have an actual interview with Ridley Scott who he disagrees Sean well I say he knows nothing about filmmaking (laughs) me and you we're the next big things we're the next Ridley Um, Scotts because we know nothing (laughs) so Ridley Scott says I still think there's a lot of mileage in Alien oh Jesus Ridley no No, don't James Cameron this oh Ridley Um, but I think you'll have to now re-evolve oh yeah re-evolve about evolution Um, what I always thought when I was making the first one was, why would a creature like this be made, and why was it travelling? And what I always thought was a kind of warcraft, which was carrying a cargo of those eggs. What was the purpose of the vehicle, and what was the purpose of the eggs? That's the thing to question. Who, why, and for what purpose? For what purpose is the next idea, I think. So he said, this movie will finally answer all those questions that are lingering from the alien movie that you didn't have. And also from Alien Covenant, the Prometheus, that they just made up. What if... Oh, Connor, I've had a terrible thought. Yes. What if Disney is going to build towards, like, the new Alien versus Predator? Oh, I, I somehow... I knew you were going there, and I was like, no, don't. Don't do it. Because... <laughs> I, we we got asked in a Q&A one time, what is the worst film you've watched all the way through? And I forgot to mention The Predator. Yes, that is true. The Predator from 2018 or 2019? 2018, I want to say. Okay. But I, I, I have a terrible feeling that they're going to try and be like, <laughs> here's the next Alien versus Predator. And it's the but- Alien versus The Predator. Yeah. But what if that's cool, Sean? Number two in Alien vs. Predator, the I'm, best movie ever, some have said. I don't want... Is it Boyd Holbrook? I don't want him <laughs> hope it is. fighting Michael Fassbender's <laughs> head in a bag. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't understand... It. We've talked about it so many times, but the Alien franchise, Ridley Scott, of course, 
he's an amazing filmmaker, as much as Sean would like to diss on him. <laughs> but <laughs> and you hate him, I know that about you. I do specifically just him. Um, oh, everything but, else to do with the franchise, I'm a big fan. Yeah, of. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Ridley, I can't um, get behind. Yeah, um, he's the weakest part of the alien franchise. He's the weak link. <laughs> he's the weak link. But like, he of course is an amazing filmmaker. But this is clearly just one of the worst tropes that Hollywood always does. You make the monster, and then you have to tell us how the monster was made. Ultimately making the monster less scary and more sympathetic sometimes. I don't think you can make the alien sympathetic. But in the general broad sense, if you have, I don't know, mass murder, then you show how he was grown up and, oh, God, his parents beat him. It makes him less scary when you're like, oh, well, he has a bad childhood. That probably led to all the murders. Yeah, because we can't... um we shouldn't feel bad for the baddie. And no. look, there are, and there are ex- like exceptions to that rule, and a sympathetic villain is an interesting thing. But when you... Why do you not in a horror, though. Not in a horror, no. Like, they, like that's why... The, um, a Quiet Place, for example. That film is terrifying because they never explain anything about... Mm. The, An you, alien is, is terrifying. Because they never explain anything. If you just watch Alien and Aliens, and you're just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, like um, the the elevator pitch for Aliens was Jaws in space, mm. and when you break it down to that, that's all you need for that because, to be successful. Because like, that takes Jaws up another level. Because like, as weird as it is, we're like we're aware of sharks. <laughs> we're aware that sharks are evil, but you then raise the stakes because the monster, we're afraid of sharks, but you raise the stakes as the monster is something we don't even fucking know. So, they could have powers we've never even thought of. Exactly, like, if you asked anyone on Earth would you rather fight a shark or an alien? I think alien, most people... Every day. Yeah, I knew you'd do it. I knew you'd do it. <laughs> but the, the shark... Like, you have, you have, yeah. The shark, you have some semblance of what a shark can do. Yeah. <laughs> Breed underwater. Probably not breed too well in the air. That kind I'll, of stuff. I'll fight a shark, but I get to pick, like, the fighting grounds. Yeah, but you also pick water just accidentally. <laughs> fuck! <laughs> hmm, what are the choices? Oh, fuck. <laughs> there's, like, desert, and then there's just the Atlantic Ocean. Fuck. Oh, there's, this is a tough one. There's desert, regular room with spikes <laughs> under the shark. Or ocean. <laughs> You know what? I'm feeling confident. I'm oh, feeling... I think. Did, I, did someone say ocean? <laughs> did someone say I was a good swimmer when I was 10? Well, I'll fucking see about well, that. I fucking got my cheese string swimming badge. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, like, I just wanted to bring this up because so there is news that they are still planning a third one of this alien franchise. But I just wanted to ask you does anyone care anymore did anyone care about Prometheus I think Prometheus probably got away with that it was interesting and new and also they kind of said oh this will answer all your questions See, but no. then it just ended it with made more questions you can watch Prometheus without knowing anything about the Alien franchise though and it's just a, still a grand movie actually it would probably be better if you didn't know about Alien y- yeah if it was yeah if, maybe this will be the one where you watch these films in, like, chronological order. 
and that makes him amazing. Maybe this is the series to do it. I I don't know. You didn't see Covenant. <laughs> I did Every, not see Covenant. Everybody has to just be an idiot for this to work. It's yeah, the plot requires them to be dumb. Yeah, like everybody has to take their masks off. Everybody has to land on like the yeah, the fact that they land on the planet and David's like, "Oh, you can definitely breed." They say like, y- "You'll it's oxygen like." But that doesn't mean there's not toxins in the air. That doesn't or, mean there's not... Like there's toxins in our air now. And, like, say your nose hair. That's, like, protecting you from certain toxins or whatever. But you go to another planet, there could be fucking anything in the air. That's the thing. And, if the, like, even if it's breathable, for how long? Yeah. Like, oh, man. <laughs> I just... I, I don't know. It's bafflingly... Like, those are... They have mastered space travel. Those people. Yeah, but no, let's... And they're all doctors. And the cave expert, let me say, got lost in the caves. He's also... <laughs> he doesn't even do the maps. He does maps of the caves. And yeah, then he, he gets lost. He has lost. these weird drone things that, like, scan a cave. Like, yeah. scan it to, like, a, such a precise degree that they have a full yeah. 3D render of it. And but he, he just knows left and his rights. He's just... Uh, oh, and he looks into, like, a, a, war, a space worm. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, what's this? What's going on I'm, get, here, I'm staying on the fucking ship. I am staying on the ship at all times. <laughs> it's fucking. It's um, the dumbest thing. Okay, so we're gonna move on. Just so you know, there's a, there might be a third alien prequel. We're all very excited about it. But yeah, my hyped. next piece of news shot is my big DC news, and I was debating whether to end the episode with this because it is it is massive. And I don't want to overstate it, but it's the biggest piece of movie news I've ever seen in my life. Holy God. Um, yeah. All I'm going to say is, there's been a lot of cuts. There's been a lot of release the Snyder cut. There's been a lot of, what about Suicide Squad? That has a lot of different cuts. It does indeed. Well, it does indeed. But there's one character we don't normally get an extra cut of. Well... Slipknot actor teases cool oh, deleted backstory in Excuse David Ayer's Suicide Squad cut. <laughs> Holy fuck, we joked about this. Yes! Yes! <laughs> it's gonna be the Slipknot cut! Fucking hell yeah! Give me the Slipknot cut right now. <laughs> oh man! So actor Adam Beach has come out to say that there is going there is a cool deleted backstory for his character Slipknot. In the 2016 movie Suicide Squad, Sean, we thought we'd had we'd seen everything that Adam Beach had given us as this absolutely, I mean, ideal character. He's just he's just a godsend, really. When you think of it, he's a, he's a gift. He's a gift to the world. This character. I mean, he pops on screen. He punches that woman. Um, then he gets his head blown off. It's. It's a cameo for the ages. It really should have been called um, Slipknot and the rest of the Suicide Squad. That what? Well, yes, because well, he was unfortunately hoodwinked by <laughs> known bastard Captain Boomerang. <laughs> the, the, the total emancipation of one Slipknot. <laughs> <laughs> if there's some way that Slipknot can return in the Suicide Squad, 
That would be amazing. <laughs> so David Ayer came out last week and he was like, oh, there is a director's cut because, of course, there was a lot of editing problems with Suicide Squad. They had like 10 different edits of the movie. Um, but because of the Zack Snyder news, he has kind of had to come out and say there is a cut from the David Ayer's point of view that he could, that it does exist. And then somebody asked Adam Beach, but Adam, what about, what about Slipknot? Like, what, where is he at? Um, do you do you grow as a character in this movie? Do you um, climb any mountains? Yeah, and remember, Slipknot's power. Everyone remember is the ability to climb anything. You can climb anything. That's, climb anything. Anything. Think of a thing. You can climb it. It could be anything. It could be a building. It could be a man. It could be a dog. He'll climb it. <laughs> Oh, he'll fucking climb a dog. Adam Beach will climb a dog all day. Um, but Beach chimed in and said this amazing tweet. There was an opening sequence of how I got caught for the Suicide Squad program. That was pretty cool. How do you fucking catch a hell. man who can climb anything? I don't know. Like, you're able to take in Diablo. He has the control of fire. Mm. You've got Deadshot. You've got... Piece of piss. You've got Margot Robbie's... Sorry? It's a piece of piss to catch them. It's a piece of piss, yes. It is a piece of piss. Um, you've got Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. I mean, whatever. Just a crazy lady. How are you going to catch the man who could just climb a building and then when you get to the top of that building, he'll climb an even bigger building. And you just keep climbing. You're never going to get him. People are sleeping on Slipknot because here's the mm. thing. He can climb anything. That includes <laughs> gases. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> he can climb oxygen. He can look. I'm saying it here now. <laughs> oh, look, it's, ne- it's never specifically stated that he can't no, climb oxygen. He, he can climb. So we can only assume a, that he can. He can climb a concept. He could. Yeah. Slipknot could theoretically <laughs> climb love. <laughs> and look, I think Adam Beach would be happy to climb love. He just would be. I just love him. Happy um, to climb love say- sounds like a Beach Boys song. Album. It does actually An Adam Beach Boys song um, but, So there, there was Of course an opening sequence How could they catch him Like Would it take maybe Captain Boomerang Coming in to hoodwink him again Don't put your hands in those cuffs He'd say <laughs> Oh I'll show you <laughs> Oh my god So Is there a way to just get that scene Because if they film this <laughs> It's kept if they release this on the DVD, would you pay the, I don't know what the fucking DVD costs, seven ninety nine for this movie? Oh my god. I would get, oh, like, there has to be a way that just does, just we can get it, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, if anyone is not aware and it has not been keeping up with this show, this whole scene, or this whole section makes no fucking sense. But we just love Slipknot, because he's so bad. Have you done a Hero or Zero on Slipknot yet? You know, I haven't. I haven't done one. Might be might be an idea, Connor. Now, I'm not, I'm not you know, telling you how to ride your horse. But. Yeah. I, I think the main issue I would run into is it would be one paragraph long, and then maybe just be done. Well, unless, unless you really I'll just out, go, I'll go like to Adam Beach's IMDP yeah. Adam Beach's IMDP page Let's go through his filmography What's he done last year? What's he been in? What's yeah. he been in? Can I, I use know. my googs? Uh, I mean, I don't think it's needed <laughs> Alright, fair enough But you can, if you want No, no, no don't you worry 
We'll just say Adam Beach has been in our hearts for the last year. He has been in our hearts a lot. I just read that and like it's so amazing. For the last two weeks, ever since the Snyder Cut has been out, they've just keep releasing all there's this cut, there's this cut, there's this cut. And somehow I have found amongst all that rubble the one piece of news nobody fucking wanted. <laughs> oh wow, there's a slipknot cut. And you know full well I'm titling this episode Release the Slipknot Cut. <laughs> Release the Slipknot. Like, what does he it's probably like a 30 second scene where he just like is climbing a wall and they're just like Slipknot you're under arrest Ah, oh, damn Ah, oh, jippers <laughs> and there's also a deleted after credits scene where like his hand comes up from the rubble of the city at the end <laughs> he's alive again you he can't cli- get rid of him he climbed out of hell Connor <laughs> originally <laughs> He can climb a concept. He climbed over date. He climbed over. Just climbed he over. Climbed, him. He couldn't he, catch him. Can't, can't catch a man that can climb anything. <laughs> Death chasing after him. The Grim Reaper is like, no, 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 sir. I'll climb you all day. Oh, lads. I just think there should be a there should be a part two to Suicide Squad, very similar to Justice League, where the Flash has to run really fast and electrocute a box to bring this man back to life. I think just like surely the Flash has time to do that. I mean, you're not doing anything else, Ezra. You don't have any movies planned. Get it together, Ezra. <laughs> yeah, I knew that story would get your attention. I am fully <laughs> aware. Like you, you, you ha- I was, I was low after after the alien news. Yeah, but, but I now, pick you back up. I feel like I've just climbed excitement. Oh, well, I have a man that would actually rival. Slipknot for his climbing abilities or his ability to feel no fear. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> the news last, a few weeks ago was that Tom Cruise was going to be in an outer space shot movie. Sean, am I correct? Yes, he was going to film a movie on the International Space Station? He was, and Tom Cruise is mad enough to just film it up in space. But now it has been revealed, this was last week, um, that Doug Lyman, the director of Edge of Tomorrow, will be directing this film. And he actually wrote the script, or the first draft of the script, with Tom Cruise. Okay. That's... Now, Edge of Tomorrow, very good movie. Very good movie. I really like Edge mm. of Tomorrow. Yes. Is it... And so... Who's the villain in this new movie? Space. Is this an Edge of Tomorrow Just sequel? Spe- um, no, it's a whole new thing. Interesting. This is with Tom Cruise, Doug Lyman, the director, Elon yeah. Musk, and NASA. That's your foursome. That's a... Oh my god, that's a... That's a meeting of the minds right there. <laughs> you can't put Tom Cruise and Elon Musk in the same room. <laughs> I was about to say, imagine the meetings. Just the two of them are just never blinking. Just staring at each other. It's fucking... That, oh my god, we're going to be able to power the world off of the egos alone. I mean, it's going to be amazing. Doug Lyman uh, says that him and Cruz not only uh, came up with the idea, but they hatched the whole thing together. Which meant that Lyman wrote, wrote the first draft of the screenplay and is producing it <laughs> along with Cruz. Okay, but that also means that Lyman, like, 
had an idea and was like, let's tell a story about an independent bakery. And Tom Cruise was like, and we'll do it in space. Yeah, that's his idea for everything. Just, he's been pitching it for decades. <laughs> what if we just did another Mission Impossible in space? No, on the fucking ground, Tom. Like, so Tom, the closest you're getting is a plane. In, we want you to be in the mummy. In, in space. Am I in space? Well, I mean... Oh, it's ancient like, Egypt. Yeah, like, you'll go on a plane to ancient Egypt yeah. if you want. No, you're that's big not close enough. lately. <laughs> Apparently, Doug Lyman is also a pilot, and him and Cruz have bonded oh, since Edge of Tomorrow about the fact that two of them are pilots. They're both hot rods. They're both, um, oh, boys, other things to do with piloting. Goose. They're both goose. They're both goose. They're both mavericks. Mm. They're both mavericks. Although it's actually, it's quite a rigorous process to become a pilot, I feel. Oh, ab- absolutely. And Tom Cruise is willing to go through all rigorous process. <laughs> he loves paperwork. He does. Um, so yeah, they they just have I this movie is slowly being revealed in terms of information. But first, Tom Cruise in space, mental idea. We know he's probably going to try and kill himself. But you bring <laughs> Doug Lyman on, who has controlled the cruise ship before, and so maybe he has a bit of sway with him. That's how you know, or does he just let him loose? Like, See, in Edge of Tomorrow, I don't think he let him loose that much. I th- I, I think. In, like, the the first act of Edge of Tomorrow, I think that's entirely Tom Cruise. <laughs> there wasn't even a script. No. And then, like, in, in in later acts, when he starts learning lessons and how to be nice, then he starts acting. <laughs> right. Right. So you're saying that maybe Tom will be let off a leash. But you can't, le- you can't let a man off a leash in space. Like, he's just going to float away. No, well, <laughs> nice. <laughs> you can't... Like... Here's the thing, if it's in space, there has to be a bit where he's out in space, right? Oh, yeah. Tom Cruise and isn't going to go like, to space I... and not do a spacewalk. Absolutely not. Like, he did um, Mission Impossible, was it 6? They did the, the scene in the plane, and they all had to go to like the anti-gravity chamber thing. Yeah. That scene, that scene they, there's about four shots of them floating in the air. They spent the whole day, it was a whole DVD extra of them going to the gravity chamber. It's uh, is he gonna improv in the ISS? Like, <laughs> and he just fucking takes it out of orbit because that's what the character would do. <laughs> just let him go, and people are like, kind of people at, at the ground are just like, "What the fuck is happening in the spaceship?" Doug Lyman's just like nodding his head, approving. Just let him happen. Let it happen. Punch in. Punch in. <laughs> <laughs> Dude's like I'm so proud of you Let's go fucking more mental Oh man now, That's fucking crazy I love it Do you also think that James Cameron would be mad And will want to do a movie In his um, In his submarine So he'll get further and further away from each other I think Tom Cruise goes higher James Cameron goes lower That's true but the thing about Like the ocean there is a There's a, there's a maximum depth there Hmm so like James he, Cameron doesn't feel gravity. That's true. Cause he, <laughs> or pressure. Because he, he just hangs out under the ocean the whole time. <laughs> yeah, he's just swimming around. I think he's like, damn it, I wish I could breathe underwater. I think James Cameron is going to um, invest a load of money into a movie where a man drills from the bottom of the ocean to the centre of the earth. Oh, for the sole purpose okay. of then he will have access to that tunnel. <laughs> 
<laughs> to do what? Just hang out. Just, just whatever he wants. He's there's no yeah. one around. Just, just to have it. Sometimes you just need something to have it. Just because you can. Yeah. Um, but something else, Sean, that we shouldn't have just because we can is the new Mutants director has come out, Sean, and he has made some more things. Josh Boone. Josh He's Boone. the director of the New Mutants movie, and he says that he still thinks that a trilogy of New Mutants movies is still possible. Yes, we're not dead yet, John. Ah, yes, known funny man Josh Boone has come out <laughs> once again. He is he is the funniest man in Hollywood. It has been said. I mean, this ha- it, for for a trilogy to be made, this has to be like this has to be at least better than. I would say an Ant-Man movie. I mean, Ant-Man is see Ant-Man is MCU though. So like even their bad movies are still grand, I suppose. Not in like that they're all amazing. Like Thor: of Dark World's absolutely fucking shit. But Ant-Man is like one of the one of their classic like 5 out of 10s that gets a pass because it's part of a larger universe. Yeah, and it it peppers in details, I guess. But Yeah. I, d- I don't think New Mutants is going to be sequel worthy. What are you talking about? Sure, I mean, it's taken five years to get the first one. It's going to take another ten to get the second one. We'll keep going. Isn't the release date for that in August? Well, it wa- yeah, it's now been put to August, yes. I mean, fucking, it's getting close, you know? <laughs> it is. It is. Of course, it wasn't supposed to come out originally in 2018, but Josh Boone uh, has come out and said, Ultimately, after all this time, I was able to make my New Mutants film, and I am proud of it. What I'm hoping for now is that it will be successful, successful enough so the studio will allow me to complete the trilogy. I've got it all planned out. Fuck. Oh, fuck, okay. For, okay, He's more things. prepared than the Star Wars trilogy makers. That's true, he has a plan. Mm, he has a plan. <laughs> he knows how the last one finishes, he's already a step ahead. One thing I'd like to say, like, well actually a couple of things I'd like to say. First of all, it's great that he's proud of it. Second of all, he's not going to say that it's shit. No. And third of all, this absolutely means that he has set up a sequel at the end of New Mutants. Uh, yes. He's Possibly left it open-ended. sequels. Yeah, like there's enough... Un- Enough shit unsolved that he's expecting fans to clamour for two mutants. Now, he says this is my New Mutants film, but, like, the fact that New Mutants was pushed back for all those times because Fox disagreed with his vision so many times, like, does that not kind of counteract what he's saying here? Well, I think Fox has made movies in a different way, I think. Mm. Um, Whereas Disney seemed to be like, now they seem to be like, oh, let the director do their job. And I'm exclusively talking Disney here, and not any of the subsidiaries. Um, But then, this now makes more problems because of Fox. Of course, Fox doesn't even own this property anymore. It's now Disney's. And so, like, Disney, I don't think even want to release this one. But they're only releasing it for the crack. They're hardly going to give this man more money to make two more. Unless this movie comes out and is such a success, they have to greenlight another one. And th- look, that would be amazing, but I don't think it's going to happen. No. Um, but the thing about this is, I don't think people's expectations are even high for this film. I think people have very low I mean. expectations, yeah. so maybe they'll they'll be far and away exceeded. You know. Yeah, like if this is even just 
like you go and you're like that was so fun like that was a good romp I mean it is a horror genre kind of edgy X-Men thing so I don't know if fun is the right word but like if you came out with it going that was interesting that was an interesting take on the X-Men universe even that yeah. is like such a step up from where they are now if this okay if this is as good as maybe the Wolverine yeah, because the Wolverine is obviously Wolverine Origins awful. Absolutely, but the Wolverine, yeah, the Wolverine is like a grand film. It is, like it's grand. It's it's a, it's an yeah. interesting take. And so, if they can, if they can, if they can get close to that, I think that'll be a great place for this film to end up. Hmm. But do you think the this I could only say cursed project will get two more movies? Oh god! Like, well, I I don't think so because unless they somehow fold in these characters to the MCU. Oh Jesus! Maisie Williams is going to be forty-five doing the second New Mutants movie. Brendan Thwaites is going to be Nightwing and this <laughs> other character that he is. Like they are no longer new; they're just the mutants. But they're the only mutants in the Disney <laughs> like universe at the minute. So, I unless uh, Marvel take the idea that like this is now going to be our launching point, and so, but they, I don't think they've gotten involved in the production in any way. So even in that regard, I don't know if that could even happen. Unless once Josh Boone say when they're doing the reshoots, he found out that they were going to sell them to Disney, and he's like, okay, well they're going to have to relaunch the the mutants. I'm going to have to do everything, even just a line here. Oh, there's a school from some guy called Charles Xavier. There'll be some weird reshoot that they try and throw in a larger world, even. Maybe just like I heard rumors of you know of a school where mutants are accepted and all this shit. Um, <laughs> and all this. That's nonsense. a direct quote from Macy Williams. <laughs> is that a direct quote from her? Jesus! In the film, yeah, I've actually seen a preview. <laughs> and she's looking directly at camera. <laughs> Straight down the barrel. That's. I, I don't think they'd use this as the launching off point. I think when they do it, they're going to try and set it up their way. Yeah. No, I think so too. Um, okay, we're going to move on to another movie that everyone's very excited about, Chad. Godzilla versus Kong. The oh, yeah, synopsis has come out. So the possible synopsis, I should say. Sorry, the synopsis uh, of that is the title. Yeah, surely it's going to involve. Oh fuck! Who's in this? Uh, Who, who's fucking, in this? It's, it's, it's like someone's like Batman versus Superman. What's it about? Yeah, what's what it about here? Well, it's Lex Luthor doing a Max Landis impression. It's a whole thing. <laughs> um, so, a new possible plot synopsis for Godzilla vs. Kong has surfaced, and it teases a showdown between the two for the title of the new King of the Monsters, which is pretty obvious. It is, yes, but also, isn't the title of the Godzilla movie Godzilla King of the Monsters? It is, yeah, it is. Right, so grand. Good to know. Mm. Glad we, now, glad we got that you, you will. I think you'll really like a word that I use in this paragraph. And I know... 
I think people will know when it comes up. So I'm just going to read the first two lines here. A possible Godzilla vs. Kong synopsis has surfaced. Teasing a battle. Deciding who takes the crowd as king of the monsters. The upcoming Monsterverse installment is one of the more highly anticipated... <laughs> I knew it was good. What, what, what word caught your attention there? Installment or upcoming? Mm. Mm. Preceded by the, the word Monsterverse. Monster. Yeah, like, Monsterverse. Monsterverse. Is that what they're calling it? I think that's what they're calling it, but surely there's only two. So, well, are you got, not out of monsters? You have Godzilla. You have Kong. Yeah. You yeah. have... Do we see Mothra? Yeah, but Mothra's... I count Mothra as part of the Godzilla lore. But if he's in the Monsterverse, then he's... You yeah, know, I suppose. Uh, you got the Muto from the first one. Okay. Uh, and you got uh, the folly of man. <laughs> so I mean, that's that's work. I think the MCU could be could be in danger here of losing their top spot. Maybe. Um, mm. I I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's um, Ghidorah, King. Oh yeah, Sorry, Ghidorah. These, there are many monsters in popular culture with king in the name. Raid King, King Caesar, King Ghidorah, and more. Godzilla is uniquely the only character to be dubbed King of the Monsters. Interesting, isn't it, Sean? Well, his name is God. Actually, yeah. Would you want to be a king if you were already a god? Uh, isn't that a demotion? No, no, I'm just saying, is that a demotion? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think so. Yes, indeed. Exactly. Precisely. Correct. <laughs> I think the main problem we're all missing here is that Godzilla is how much bigger than King Kong here? Ah, now I actually know this. Um, okay. In Kong Skull Island, King Kong is uh, not has not reached maturity. He's still like a baby. Oh, okay. So he's apparently going like... to get much bigger to be a match for Godzilla. I mean, he'd have to. Because Godzilla's see, the size of a what? skyscraper. Yes, and he's like twenty feet tall or thirty yeah. feet tall in that movie, which is big for a big gorilla. Oh, I think that's real big. I would not want to fight a thirty foot gorilla. But if you give me thirty foot gorilla or skyscraper sized dragon, I mean, I might go with the monkey. I mean, like, I mean, King Kong tr- traditionally. Uh, has has a weakness to falling in love. And <laughs> Godzilla. Do you think Godzilla, Godzilla's going to try and seduce him? Well, I'm just saying. You know. <laughs> few few roses here, a few chocolates there. See what happens. Then um, fucking put nuclear blast out his throat. Did you, did you? Also, I don't think they use the nuclear blast nearly as often as they should. No. If you have that, step one, Godzilla. I don't want to tell you how to fight, but step one, you're using the nuclear blast. And in, 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 have you seen Kong Skull Island? Uh, I have seen it years ago. When did that come out? 2008? It was never 2008, was it? It came out oh, after Godzilla. Uh, God, you know, Godzilla. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Was it 2013, oh, 2014? It's a, no, it's not. You can do your googs. Okay. You're one googs this to let this know. Because I think it's before that. Kong Skull 2017 Definitely 
Okay, well, what am I thinking of then? Was there not one... You're thinking of Peter oh, Jackson's one in, like, King Kong. Yeah, the Peter Jackson one I was thinking of, sorry. No, no, don't worry. Because I'm wondering, <laughs> does, like, does Kong end up in the, in our world at the end of that? Uh, I don't know. I didn't see that one, actually. Neither did I. Yeah, this 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 is kind of throwing us into a loop. I could only go off Peter Jackson, and he told me Kong's going to get squashed by Godzilla. I just, I think I would always give it to Godzilla in that fight. The thing is, neither of them can win outright. Why? Because it's because they're both like franchises in themselves. Yeah, so they can. It's it's Batman versus Superman. What if they came together because one of their mothers was called Don't. Marta? What if what if that happened? Ah, what yes. if Godzilla was like Rar and Kong was like, Jesus, my mother's also called Rar. Jesus, isn't that mad? I'm from an island and you're a product of radiation? <laughs> Correct? I I think it's really high. I don't need to speak out of turn. Kong for some reason has our accents. I th- I think I think you're from radiation? I don't well, I don't really know. Did you not know Ireland is actually Skull Island? Oh fuck. Is it? It is, yeah. We're all we're all <laughs> giants, Connor. I have a skull. You have a skull. Oh, Allegedly. fuck. The conspiracy goes deeper. It's the government. <laughs> it's the government full of skulls. <laughs> um, yeah, so the King Kong versus Godzilla. The synopsis is that they are one of them is going to be crowned king of the monsters. Also, there's an underlying uh, storyline there that all life could be wiped out. For some reason, but they haven't Ooh. revealed how. Um, I can only assume humans, by them fighting. Uh, I think humans are destroying the planet. Oh, actually, that's a good point. That is a good point. Um, and, I mean, we're all turning on each other. Fucking be more like King Kong Godzilla. Actually, no way. <laughs> no, that's worse. Level the city. Stay away from the nuclear stuff. Oh, Don't right. rub yourself in nuclear. You're not going to get powers. Let me just jot that down. <laughs> oh fuck i got to cancel my appointment at 3 um, Slapping it on like um, aftershave <laughs> um, So my next piece of news uh, Involves movie theatres Sean And the, my next news report states That they are hoping that 90% Of movie theatres Are expected to be open By the time Tenet releases In July This is looking more and more likely by the day Yes uh, for better or worse, Ireland, for one, has fast... Uh, actually, movie news, our Taoiseach, Prime Minister, quoted Lord of the Rings uh, on live TV, yeah. What did he say? It was like Sam's speech from the end of Two Towers. You shall not pass! Something like that? Exactly, no? yeah. That's what he said to people <laughs> at the border. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Jesus. Uh, no, but... Like Ireland is fast tracking the reopening, and cinemas, I I can foresee there being like, oh, it's only every second seat is available, that kind of a thing. But I don't think they'll do that. I think they're going to lose out a lot of money if they do that. And people like money, especially big companies. That's true. Now, unless see the the counterpoint to that is there's not as many movies out, so they could mm. potentially double the screens that it's showing in. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Because Tenet would be the only Tenpole uh, movie or massive summer blockbuster that is coming out. I think so. Like, I think it's... Because Tenet's coming out in July. A lot of stuff has been pushed to August. Like, I think Black Widow is August now. 
Yeah, I think they're all between uh, August and December. Basically, yeah. everything's been pushed back to the last four months of the year. So our top ten for the year is going to be real recent. <laughs> We're just going to have to go to the cinema every week. Oh, God. Oh, that wasn't yeah. so bad. What, but I wanted to say to you, in regards to this, obviously there's a whole pandemic going on and everyone knows about what? it. What? And they're slow. <laughs> shut up. But they're slowly releasing like the restrictions. But yeah. if they said to you that the cinema is fine, the cinema is open, tenant is out, Will you go see it? Because I know you like a movie, Sean. I do. I like think movies. July, July is it's, it's a pretty bit soon. soon. Like, I, like it's a, like I uh, see. It's difficult because, like anything, the first weekend it's open, it's gonna be fucking mental. Yeah. Like it's the same. Like a lot, all the as we're recording this, all retail opened in Ireland, um, and I was in town today. And it's mental. Mm. So, Just think when they start doing haircuts again. Wait till the pub's open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Don't talk to me. How are, you, how are you going to do anything in the pub? Just like, you get people drunk enough, they will not give a shit. No, they're, um, they're above the law at that point. But, but I don't the, think- Tenet actually, very interestingly, came out and they said they needed at least 80% of theatres around the world to be open to make a profit. Or for Warner Brothers to even, like consider putting it out because otherwise there's no point so this 90% is actually very good but like on the flip side it sounds good 90% of the theatres are open but that doesn't mean they're going to be packed mmm that's true yeah because they could be open and then run at a loss for three weeks yeah I don't know like at the very least I think Tenet has secured its Oscar nom for next year <laughs> the only movie that has come out it's in every category it's going to be between Tenet um, Sonic and Bloodshot and they're using Tenet as like the major revi- like revival for theatres like they, cinema theatres around the world are hoping that Tenet will be the, the driving force to getting some business back but I think that's an interesting like production to start off with because I think Christopher Nolan is definitely a big name I don't know, but at the same time, I think people are stuck at home for so long, they're just like, give me a fucking movie, I'll go to see anything. Yeah, and it it is tough, because it's going to have to be that they open with this film. There's no way you can open the cinema early for a couple of weeks, because there's nothing to show. Yeah. Um, you could show old movies, such as, who? Oh, uh, Indiana Shrek. Jones 4. Um, we both click. hit trash <laughs> <laughs> the movie Click Adam Sandler's greatest hour 50 um, First Dates Grown Ups 2 50 First Dates isn't bad I'm not going to have any bad words said about 50 First Dates ok uh, let me pick another trash one. Oh, Bedtime Stories oh yeah no that's quite poor a lot of Adam Sandler <laughs> just. but then you also have Waterboy you know what I mean Waterboy Happy Gilmore the classics yeah Fuck, damn it. Billy Madison. Um, so, <laughs> we're finishing off Movie Mondays this week, Sean, with a piece of news that I really wanted to say to you, I just want to get your thoughts on where your brain immediately goes to, because I'm a cynical man, right. but at the same time, I can kind of look at it as just the information. Fantastic Four's 2015 director said, Josh Trigg, mm. says that he wanted to cast a black actress as Sue Storm, but was not let do that by Fox. What are your thoughts? I believe it. 
Maybe, now, maybe that's us being cynical, but I believe that. I definitely believe it. I think um, mm. it's also, if if I was to be cynical, I would say that perhaps he's picking a good time to reveal this information he could have revealed at any point in the past five years. That is true. But I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying it's an interesting time to reveal this. To be like, oh wow, I really tried. When you never mentioned this information before, because I think people would have liked to know that. Um, yeah, and he's been very vocal, to, like as well about about everything else about about his experience working on that film. Mm. So for him to hold back this and then reveal it now, like, and maybe he suggested it, but in what, like, in what capacity? Like, at what point in the production process? Was it pre-casting, or was it an idle idea he threw around? So, um, this was an interview uh, with him. He, he did a, an interview with Geeks of Ho- Colour. Um, he was asked if he ever considered casting a black actress as Sue Storm, because, of course, Michael B. Jordan yes. was playing Johnny Storm, and they are brother and sister, and in the movie, they revealed that, like, oh, Sue was adopted. Um, and so... It was. He was just asked that, and he said that there were a lot of controversial conversations that were left be, that were had behind the scenes on that. I was mostly interested in a black Sue Storm and a black Johnny Storm and a black Franklin Storm. But I also, when you're dealing with a studio on a massive movie like that, everybody wants to keep an open mind to who the big stars are going to be. Like, well, maybe it will be Margot Robbie or something like that. But when it comes out to it, I had a lot of pretty heavy pushback on casting a black woman in that role. But. What he has then come out to say is that they said, well, Kate Mara is like a big name. Like, I don't think there's any big name actresses or black actresses that are on the same level of Kate Mara. And I kind of, I read that and I was like, right. Right. Um, interesting thoughts. <laughs> because I would not, I think Kate Mara is a fine actress, but I'm not saying she's uh, on the same level of Tom Hanks, let's say. Yeah, yeah. Like, and look, and let's let's not turn this into, you know, cr- critiquing everyone's work. No, but I, I like. No, I mean just in terms of star power, not in terms. Uh, yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah and obviously, <laughs> but obviously, Tom Hanks is the greatest actor of all time. So that was a tough comparison to make. Yeah, and it like with with that kind of casting decision. If they're the right person for the role, it doesn't matter. And also, Michael B. Jordan is amazing as Johnny Storm. And, I mean, we always always say, like, Michael B. Jordan, he's our guy. But, like, it makes a lot more sense to not cast Kate Mara in that role if you're going to do that. I mean, it's also an... it's an interesting way that they did it. Like, oh, she's adopted and she's the one that was chosen, whereas Johnny's the one that he has. I, yeah, I think that's, that's an interesting... That, that's an interesting viewpoint. And I also like the idea of, like, a kid who just got told they were adopted can look at Sue Storm and be like, oh, she's a superhero, you know? Oh, yeah. I can, I can see that. But then you also have the other side that, like... Yeah. Maybe, maybe it would have been better... To cast just this family. But Michael B. Jordan got massive pushback on that, which has its whole host of other problems that we are all obviously... More um, than ever we're aware of that. More than ever we are definitely aware of this. And even back then, it's amazing 
to like I went back and I read some of the comments that Michael B. Jordan was getting when it was first announced and they're just like these people I don't understand oh they're like, pure I, like they're scum <laughs> like, Michael B. Jordan is Michael B. Jordan and he's he, I would say he's not bad at acting and they've cast say, two Johnny Storms yeah um, one is Chris Evans and one is Michael B. Jordan and I don't think you can do and both of them are weirdly perfect and you could not get more different people. Yeah, exactly. But also you could like, in, like with all the reshoots, they had a bunch of stuff of like, oh, her hair changes between scenes. You could change those two actors between scenes and the character would still work. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, th- I just think, I think this whole thing, and it came out this week and I just thought it was very poignant to reveal this at the at the minute, but also at the, I wanted to take it with a great assault because Josh Trank is obviously... He could have revealed this information at any point, but he didn't. He revealed it this week for whatever reasons he had. But it is an interesting concept to go down, and I think it would yeah. definitely. Like I don't know. I go on. in in the last few years we've seen versions of superheroes that are different than they are in the comics, and I think the more that happens, the more people are on board with like, no, this is this is different. This is a new thing. Mm. You know, and and, and the and thing I like still g- exists. Mm. But you're sorry, I cut you off there. No, no, I was going to say I always bring up uh, movies with Mikey when we talk about this. Yes, and that movie, that video that he did uh, years back, it was um, a video on who should play Batman, and like he had a whole thing of he, he put, out a put tweet. it out. Yeah, he put out a tweet and. It was just a simple tweet that said, if there's no there's no restrictions, who would you like to play Batman? And everyone yeah. came back with guys, John Hamm, and fine actors, but they were all just guys who were 35 white and had stubble and black hair. Yeah, and some and people then, dared to suggest, you know, actors of colour or women. And and then you said you couldn't do that. He was like, no, that, that's, no, Batman's not that. And then he said, no, I said there's no restrictions. It can yeah. be anyone. And who said Batman is that? And everyone was like, oh, well, in the comic books there's this and this. It's like, yeah, but everything's made up. It could be anything. Everything's made up, even in this situation. I said no rules. Yeah, there's no restrictions whatsoever. And, like, it could be anything that people are always like, oh, you're recasting everything like that. It doesn't matter if the movie is good and they are good in the role. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. And so, Sue Storm being anybody else, like, it would make, it would, it wouldn't make the movie any worse. I mean, the movie's terrible. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. But it's, it it is, if it is a case that he was really pushing for it, and Fox said no, that's really bad form, I think. Yeah, that's bad. It it just it reveals even like a zero point five percent of the stuff that happens behind the scenes, like decisions like that that we will never hear about. Absolutely, but, I was just thinking. But that. yeah, but like this this would never be revealed. But it's so much. It's so telling that we just accept accept say what we got on the screen. But there's millions of meetings backstage where we're like, we have to have a white person. We we just have to. Yeah. Why? Well, we just we just do. We did. We yeah, did a focus though? group of. We did a focus group of white people, and they said they like white people. So there has to be white people in this movie. But did you focus group anyone else? No. Well, we focus group middle-aged white men, and they told me they liked middle-aged white men on the screen. So bag middle-aged white men. Don't you think your data might be slightly <laughs> swayed? 
by some of <laughs> the me, things that a she's done. white man. I think I've nailed it. I think I've got all. I've got around the houses, and I've gotten. I've gotten opinions from everyone. My friend Tom, my friend Bill, they have different and similar and opinions. Tom and Bill, sometimes. you said. Yeah, Tom and Tom and Bill. They're middle aged. They, they both. Uh, what? Sorry. They're middle aged. They oh oh well uh, middle, middle. I mean, they're both thirty three and <laughs> ten days exactly. They're twins. Twins. Would you believe? <laughs> um, but. I just, for especially for this time, it's so important to everyone just keep in mind that the things we're seeing, studios are possibly, like, Hollywood is one of the worst culprits for all of this stuff. Like, not just people of colour or people, like, females, anyone who's not a white man, basically. Yeah, that's, like, and that's the truth of it, is that there's been so much bullshit going on for years and years, like since movie making began, mm. because it was and, ran by white dudes. Exactly, and also that that same principle of shit going on behind the scenes is happening every day all over the world in every yes. aspect of life, and it's fucked. It is, and so, so gonna, I just wanted to. We're going to have well, links in the description of this episode as well to variety of resources where you can donate or learn or learn and donate or share or spread the word or whatever. I actually was listening to um, a really good podcast. Uh, it's called The New Day Pod. Yeah. And it's from three... Please bear with me, people. But it's uh, three professional wrestlers. And right. it's just it's just them talking about... Normally, it's them just having interviews with people. But this week, they literally just did one with them talking about their experiences. They're very they're very intelligent. They're very articulate. They're very... What, what the best part is, like, they're very just, like, from the heart. They'll just tell you... What they what they what they feel, and the best part of it is they're three, um, they're three black men who are amazing superstars. But they're like, they just tell it from their point of view. And I thought I was listening to it, and I was just like, this is so much more. This is giving me so much more. I don't know insight because I'm, of course, me and you, we're pasty fucking dudes <laughs> in our twenties. <20s. laughs> like, yeah, we don't like, fucking know, and so all we can do is listen, listen and learn. Is the best way to hand and help and help wherever you can and call it out when you see it. Exactly. Um, and so, Sean, I think that's it for this week's movie Mondays. That is it for another wild week of movie news. <laughs> yeah, we. Everyone remembers Slipknot. <laughs> oh, if you can take two things away from this, Ridley Scott doesn't know how to make films, and Slipknot is the best. And obviously, like racism is bad, Sean. Well, how? What the fuck away? <laughs> Three things. <laughs> <laughs> How are they the first two? <laughs> I thought the other one went without saying. <laughs> I suppose, actually, no, you're right. Um, it, will I take us out, Connor? Yeah, please. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> everyone. It was like you were cheating yourself up. Okay. <laughs> you uh, can right. do this, Sean. <laughs> you, come on, Sean. You're the man. <laughs> I, I am the man. Thank you. You are the man. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We'll be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thank you to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. We have uh, Alexander Williams, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Ray Ging, Roisin Halley, and Ryan Evanson. Thank you all so, so much for your continued support. Um, you are the nicest people on the planet. Yeah. Not you, Connor. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> all right, that's fair enough, dickhead. 
Um, all of our social links are in the description. There's a whole bunch of stuff linked down there. Uh, go click on all of them that you want to. Um, <laughs> yeah. And our email is here underscore outlook.com if you want to contact us in a very direct way. And what else? Oh, leave a like and review on iTunes. That would help make Apple like us, which in turn makes mm. the world like us. That's how it works. If That's Apple it. like you, the world likes you. Tim Cook has a conversation with the world and says, no, these lads, they're all right. <laughs> these guys are cool. These guys are cool, guys. Back up. Um, but the best way you can help support shows by telling one human being that we exist. Just a one. But other than that, I think we're done for the week. Yeah, I think we are. So, my name's Carol. My name's Sean Meehan. I will see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.